Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Swell Suite, everybody. Tanisha, hey. Hey, girl. Hey, you came in so nice and clear. Ooh, I try. I like it. I try. It's Saturday morning. You know, we're recording on a Saturday morning, which is unusual. Hey, so. it works for me. <clears throat> I yeah. have not left the apartment today. I should probably really, yeah. I've been so straightening just, up stuff. Right, so you just moved. Yes, last week. Are you close to where you were before? No, I'm on the other side of town. Oh, okay. Is that a good or a bad thing? It's a good thing. I'm, I'm okay. cool with it. I like the area over here. It's nice. Okay. I just have to get out the apartment to discover it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one day. Yeah. One day when the sun's out, but like I, <laughs> everything has been in disarray for so long. Like I wanted to start, you know, everybody starts the year. Yes, we're going to clean and we're going to get everything straight. Yeah. I couldn't do that because I knew I was moving then. Okay. So things that were in disarray, boxes, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I didn't know where I was going. So there's that. And then I finally moved. And so still working and trying to do work. And also mm. trying to unpack and get stuff. Moving sucks. Yeah, it's it really literally does. the worst thing. Ever. Yeah. Like, what a, I won't say disaster, but kind of a disaster. And since I wasn't prepared to move, wasn't thinking about moving, was not like oh, all in with it. Yeah, that's got to be the worst. Girl, wasn't that organized. I was just like, all right, so throw this stuff in these boxes and let's go. All right, so there was a Meet the Winecaster event this week and I was one of the featured podcasts for a wine school dropout. The other ones were La Terre à Bois, um, uh, Le Bon Divresse, Radio Vino, and one other that I, I'm sorry, I can't think of it right now, but it was cool. The other podcasts are by men. La Terre à Bois is uh, a group of guys. One of the guys named Romain, he actually interviewed me Oh, and we did an interview before your girl started the interview in French. Okay. You better work it. He was asking me the questions in French. I was finding in French. Now I had the questions in advance so I could prepare <laughs> myself. Okay. I'm not as good on the fly. Like I okay. can't talk this fast in French okay. to get my sentiment across. Um, but then there was one question he asked about how the wine scene is different and how Americans feel about French wine. And I was like, I'm going to answer this in English. Okay. Like he asked it in French. So I was like, okay, cause I need you to get this sentiment and I don't mm-hmm. want to get the words wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, hopefully you could do a voiceover and then that'll mm-hmm. be that. So, um, I answered the rest of, uh, the questions in English. He's like, no, this was really good. I like the interactions. Like you have a great personality. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't in French. I'm mm-hmm. boring. Cause I'm just saying words. So <laughs> it's yeah. And there's no inflection. It's no, 
I'm just trying to get these words out. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was really good. Um, that was the, the guy who interviewed me is the one that I have the, I had the picture with on. Um, oh, okay. Story. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one from that podcast, he owns the bar that we were at. And so he was kind of working, so couldn't get any photos with him. And then met um, one other guy that's on the podcast. And then I think the other person wasn't there. I think it's like four of them, four men, and they're usually at a bar talking. Oh, that's or cool. interviewing somebody. So it's cool. Yeah. It's hard for me to listen to regularly and understand it. Okay. Because they're in a bar, so you hear all this other noise. Mm. So while if it was in English, I'd be perfectly fine. I could yeah. understand English no matter what. In French, it, it got to be completely silent. Like, we low-key need to talk in the closet, and I need to look at your face. So um, we, we're working on it. But that part was fun. They had a blind tasting of a white, a red, and then a mystery. Hmm. The white and the red were monocepage, which is single varietal to us. And then the third was a blend. The third blend, I guess that correctly as far as like what the blend was. Because it's um, GSM, you know, that's one of my yeah. favorite blends. And sure. so it's very distinctive in flavor. The red and the white, I'm like, I've never had these grapes. Well, I've had those grapes, but not enough to guess them out of a blind tasting. Mm-hmm. So there was that. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds that like a really was, fun night, though. It was fun. The place was crowded. Um, some of my friends came to support me, and that was good. So we took pictures and talked about wine school dropout and told everybody to listen. I met a couple of other wine podcasters and knew who they were just because they were taking the blind test so seriously, oh. like writing notes and filling yeah. out the cards and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, all right, you, you're clearly a podcaster. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. They're going to do it again. We have a WhatsApp group, so we chat oh. in there regularly. Nice. Yeah, you know, I read it. I don't jump in. But, um, <laughs> I read all the I read all the uh, texts and things like that. So I think it was a good event. It was successful um, for the people who came out for the bar. And then, yeah, after that, I left with one of my friends, and it's also this bar like around the corner that makes cognac. So mm. had a little night. Makes cognac. Yep, they got a, a house made cognac. Wow. Yeah, you gotta come back. Like I am dying to come back. Yeah, now like I know know this area and the city. So like the experience will be different. Yeah. Because also we gotta do a day trip to Champagne. Absolutely. Yeah. So I definitely come back to Paris. Paris was fun. It was unusually comfortable. Like, why am I so comfortable here? It was very weird. Well, you also had a uh, I did. I did. We did have a guy, but as you as you (laughs) saw, like after a few days, we were like, bonjour. Y'all had it. Once she told me to chew and I said, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just going to go out to the uh, river and smoke cigars. I was like, what? Like, yeah. how do you know to do this? You're like, yeah, Because yeah, you yeah. told us to do it. And we were like, oh, know, we can do that. She was like, yeah, it's fine. We don't need you. We're good. I was like, oh, y'all taking pictures on the sand? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Live your best life. Yeah, it was fun. Paris is fun. Oh, I meant to mention this last week, but um, last week I went to a Westminster, right? And um, I saw that. I want to be like, tell everybody hi. Did you yeah. see the kids? I did. I, well, I saw one baby. I didn't see all the kids. But um, Ashley, she had her daughter there. She got a daughter or a son. I forgot. Um, but um, I don't know. yeah, they are starting to make more piquettes. Um, do y'all have yeah. a lot of those there? No. 
So, um, guys, a piquette is like a low alcohol wine that's made from the pressings, the second pressing of making making wine. It's called the pumice. And um, Ashley was telling me the origin of piquette, and she said it was something that workers, farmers, slaves were rewarded for after a day's work. They got the pumice, and they would take the pumice home, and they first of all, it would sterilize their water. So they used it for their water, and then they would make, you know, a light alcohol beverage out of it. One. So they're starting to make more piquettes. And I was like, did you guys do this on purpose? Because there is a wave of low alcohol beverages that are hitting the market. And she was just like, it wasn't purposeful for us. It's just something that we definitely wanted to do. And now it's getting written about and, you know, folks are starting to notice us for it. And so we're just, we like it. So we're going to keep making it. So yeah, I tasted I would several ask you to grab me. Yeah, I, would I ask got you one. Me a yeah. Bottle. yeah, I would ask you to grab me a bottle oh. and some cans. I need some cans yeah, yeah, for yeah. a seminar I'm going to do here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they have cans on their tastings now, too. So yeah. you can taste the bottles and the can wines. It was, yeah, it was a yeah. really good I'm tasting. Gonna to, I'm going to have to send them a message. And, you know, yeah. Oh, they'll something. definitely send you stuff. Yeah, I'll get some. I'll get them as just send it to somebody that's in the state who's coming mm-hmm. over. That that'd be easier because trying to gotcha. get a new customs. Like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything so else forth. going on? Um. No, just me creating stuff. I hear you. Writing, podcasting. Uh, the new class I'm doing starts in April. Oh, nice. I got to get on that. Um, what else? Something I was about to. Oh, I'm coming out with a list. I worked with a couple other bloggers of 20 things to do in Paris in 2020. Ooh, okay. And, and so, it's for you or for other people to do? For other for other people to do. Oh, yeah, okay. for other people to do. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. And it's things that aren't, you know, touristing like, oh, visit the Eiffel Tower, walk on the scent. No, it's none of those. Mm, it's none of okay. those things. So it's things that are kind of different. Okay. And giving you some like insider scoop kind of thing, but not too too insider because we got to charge you for that. Yeah, and some people, are, oh, teacher, what are your favorite places? I'm not telling you, so it'd be all crowded and I can't go. So <laughs> no, like I still need to get into my spot. So. <laughs> Secret. Yeah, I have some it. travel coming up. I'm going to London in a couple weeks Ooh, for um, for what? It's a one day. It's a one day conference about um, wine and like wine technology and service and like the future of wine and that kind of thing. They're also doing this dope conference uh, in Germany right before Provine, hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I can't swing that one. But mm-hmm. I was like, I can do this London thing. So. And it's just a day. And I have friends who live in London. So I'm like, I could pop out to London. Um, the train is just like two and a half hours. I stay a couple of days, do that, and then come on back. And the train ticket was cheap. It was 68 round trip. So Round trip? Oh, my gosh. Because I'm like, where can I fly in out of D.C. or Chicago for 68? Mm-hmm. I think I could fly to Detroit for 68 one way mm-hmm. from Chicago to Detroit. But, man, I'm I mean, I guess the bus to New York, the twenty dollar bus. Oh, true. But yeah, you that can't get nowhere. Is... I remember when the train was affordable. I don't know what happened. Amtrak used to be like, you know, affordable, and it, now the prices are just as expensive as a flight. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, more convenient because, and the same here. Uh, trains are still affordable. 
affordable because you can do cheap flights and those are affordable too if yeah. you're doing like the low budget airlines but it's just easier to take the train so sometimes i'll pay even more to take the train mm. because by the time you do public tra public transportation on the Paris side is fine i have a you know pass mm -hmm. but the time it takes you because you have to get to the airport so early it yeah. takes you a minute to get out to the airport and then whenever city you're flying into the airport is usually further out mm -hmm. whereas the train station is usually in the center of the city especially yeah. in um european cities the train station mm -hmm. is you know very central so you can get around from the train station yeah but the airport that's taking you forever now your flight was 40 dollars, so i mean you can't complain but so much right Oh, our guest has arrived. Well, welcome to the Swell Suite. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, so for those who don't know you, uh, please introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Jean Wandimi. I'm a food and wine blogger from Nairobi. I have a very uh, reputable wine blog called The Wine and Food Review. Yeah, so that's me. But apart from that, I'm also a business analyst. So blogging is something I really do on the side and I've been doing for, let's say, for like six years now. And where do you live? Um, I live in Nairobi, Kenya. Wow. Yeah. So how did you how did you discover that you wanted to um, start your blog and start doing your videos? So for me, it actually was something like by accident. So when I was in university, that was like in 2013, I discovered that I had uh, a thing for wine. So I really just got this inclination to try wine and write about it. So at the time, I've, I've always been a writer and I've always loved journaling and always loved writing things on paper. But at the time, you know, uh, so many people were doing blogging and I decided, let me just have a simple online blog for myself. I, I never even intended for people to read. And one day I accidentally shared it on my Facebook. You know how you press blogger, publish, and yes. share to Facebook? Yeah, I was using a blogger and I shared it on Facebook and people started asking me questions like, oh, you look like you know about wine. You know, the thing with social media, sometimes when you share something, uh, people think you're the authority for that thing. Yeah. And yes. that prompted me to... Uh, start learning about wine so that I can be able to answer all the questions that I was getting. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. So, um, so what is the food and wine scene like in Nairobi? So in Nairobi, the scene is actually growing. I remember when I got started in 2013, there were not, so, there wasn't so much happening. Um, probably because maybe people were not sharing it on the internet, but I'd like to think that there were no food and wine pairing dinners, for example, happening. Yes, the restaurant scene was still buzzing, but uh, over the last like four years, we've seen so many restaurants come into the market. So many wineries as well uh, want to come to the Kenyan market. The consumption is growing as well as people are also well-educated. If now you go to social media and just search um, the wine in Kenya, which is a tag I started, you'll be able to see that so many people are drinking wine, so many people are sharing what they are drinking. So with time, uh, it, it has really grown. Hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Tanisha, did you know about the food and wine scene in Nairobi? I did not. Mm -mm. Oh. <laughs> that's really okay, cool. I'd say that idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Yeah, um, I would love to say that um, I think in, in Africa, because you know South Africa is a winemaking country, yes, yes. if we right. exclude South Africa, I'd love to say that Kenya and Nigeria, I think, are very big markets for wine consumption. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you guys um, distribute to the U.S.? Um, in Kenya, first of all, we only have one winery. Oh, okay. So what, what we have is now people from other companies bringing their wine here versus us distributing elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. So most of the wine we drink is from South Africa, but we do have wines from Australia. We have wines from Germany as well. So it all depends um, with the wine distributor and what country they want to focus on. Mm. Okay. So the Kenyan wine scene is growing from a standpoint of um, people bringing wine over and then drinking that, but not necessarily wines of Kenya. Is that no, correct? no, no, no. What I mean to say is consumption-wise and also knowledge-wise, yeah. um, that is how the scene is growing. But most of our wine that we drink is from other countries. Because okay. we, yeah, we have only one, one winery. What's the name of the winery that's there? It's called Leleshwa. Spell it for me. L-E-L-E-S-H-W-A. Leleshwa wine. Ah, exactly. In fact, I'll send you a link about um, everything. I actually also did a very interesting blog post with photos of the whole um, place, but it's very interesting to see uh, wines being made in the equator. So that's interesting. Awesome. Thank you. So we are big, big sparkling wine fans. Can you explain yeah. to everybody um, the, the method Cape Classic? Yeah, so normally uh, Method Cup Classic is made using like traditional French method of wine, uh, whereby the, the sparkling wine undergoes like a second fermentation for that extra fees. Um, basically, it's just like champagne, but you know, wine from other places should not be called champagne, only French wine should be called mm -hmm. champagne. So Method Cup Classic is mostly wines uh, from South Africa that are made in the same style as champagne. Do you guys consume and, champagne, well, Cape okay, Classic, the same way that we consume champagne? Like, uh, mostly it's like special occasions and stuff like that, like that, even though champagne is an excellent food pairing wine. Um, do you guys savor it like we do? Um, not Method Cup Classic. Okay, MCC mostly in South Africa. That's when I've witnessed that they do that a lot because they are also very proud of their wine. But in Kenya, first of all, when it comes to wine education, um, we, we, people are educated, especially the people who consume are educated. But I wouldn't say that everybody is is well versed on wine. In fact, like in Kenya, most people love their beer. Most people celebrate with beer and meat. So it's only the, I would say like 10% if I was to put a figure on it that you would see that they're celebrating with champagne or sparkling wine. And I would say like another 2% would maybe celebrate with MCC. All I think sometimes people want to see is the bubbles. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, uh, so you mentioned the one winery in Kenya. Do you have, um, another favorite winery perhaps in South Africa? Yeah. Um, there's this winery I went to in 
a place in South Africa in the Western Cape. It's called Klein Roosboom. And what I loved about the winery was, you know how wineries nowadays, like they try to be the most beautiful place. Like most people like compete to be the best and have the beauty, most beautiful structures and most beautiful wineries and most beautiful gardens. Now that place was really, really nice in the sense that they had caves where you would go taste your wine and each cave is decorated and what I loved about it was the rustic feel of, of the winery in the sense that they had even like put a hole on the wall and it looked so rough versus how you know wineries try to be perfect everything has to be perfect so what you would do is you would come from one cave maybe try your white wine after some time now go to the red wines then go to behavior wines. It was really an experience. It, it was so simple and it wasn't trying too much. Mm. Yeah, it was in a place called Durbanville in South Africa. I was watching some of your videos on YouTube. And yeah. um, what what is the weather like there? Because you had on a leather jacket in a few of her, your videos. Okay, so... Um, Oh, you mean the one that I was going to a shop? Yeah, you were, yeah, yeah. So in Kenya, because we are in the equator, so we don't experience extreme weather temperature. I mean, we don't experience a a different climate, like you'd have winter, summer. So in Kenya, what we have is sometimes it's very hot, sometimes it's cold. Um, Because of global, global warming, things have become so unpredictable. Like in January, it's usually very hot, but now it's actually raining. So in Kenya, we rarely have extreme weather temperatures. We, we don't have snow. We don't have uh, hail or something like that. So, yeah, the weather is very standard, but I would say it's hot. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. So um, what would you say to someone who wants to visit Kenya? Um, what I would say is Kenya, mostly people look at it through the lens of okay, let's go on a safari, let's go see the animals. Well, that is interesting because um, I've also done that myself. I believe that that's not the only way you get to see or know about a place uh, um, because everybody comes here on safari and that's interesting. However, I would also recommend you to do the slow travel and immersive sort of travel or an experiential sort of travel where you get to maybe even live with from Kenya and you go and see where they eat, try the food there, and also immerse yourself in that way. How I would also say that make sure you visit the coastal region of Kenya, whether you're going to Diani Beach or Lamu or all those historical places, make sure you go to the coast because that's another type of amazing life. So don't just come here, do a safari and go back. Try to go to the coast. Um, try to also eat uh, authentic Kenyan food. And yeah, and interact with people from Kenya as well and make friends. Okay, Jean, do you do, um, so you mentioned a lot about wine. Is there like a cocktail scene in Kenya as well? Well, yes, um, most we have bars as well, which do cocktails and Fridays we have happy hour all around, just like you'd expect in a very vibrant city. So we do have a big cocktail scene, but I wouldn't say it's like of big cities like New York or LA, but yeah, it's there. Do you guys have like a signature cocktail? Like what do you guys drink the most of? 
Yeah, um, so in Kenya, we have a signature cocktail called the Dawa. Dawa is medicine in, in Swahili, which is the local language. So this cocktail has been redone in so many ways. You'll find every restaurant does it in its own way, but it's mostly um, ginger and lemon and honey. And maybe you can add a dash of, of vodka if you want, depending on the liquor that you want. So you can make your dawa in the style that you want. Hmm. So that's one very nice cocktail that you should try when you come to Kenya. So you're saying make it in the way that you want. So is it all is ginger, lemon, and honey, and then you just add in whatever kind of spirit? So exactly. vodka. Ah, so, uh, okay. Yeah, most times I, I've seen people adding vodka. I've also seen people adding a whiskey to it. Um, it was made mostly to like cure colds. I'm sure you you know that recipe where you have lemon. It's like a hot toddy. Exactly. All I was hot yeah. toddy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. And you serve it chilled, like on ice? Yeah, you, you should serve it chilled. If it has alcohol, most times I see them serving it chilled. But if it has no alcohol... Uh, you can take it hot. Like when you go to a restaurant, they offer you a, a dawa cocktail, which is hot. Okay, so this part of our show, we ask you a few random questions. Um, <laughs> okay. So our first question is, what wine do you drink the most? Um, I think Pinot Noir. I don't know what is it about Pinot Noirs. I just love them. I don't know whether it's just the name sometimes. Like I really <laughs> love I really love Pinot Noirs and also um I also love Pinotage as well. Mm. So for me, uh I really love like red wine. Mm. Yeah. Tanisha, what about you? What do you drink the most? Uh wine? So mm -hmm. yeah. you want me to be specific about be which wine? Which wine? Red yeah. wine. From the south of France is probably okay. what I drink the most. Hmm. Yeah, like what I about you, Sarita? A couple Sarita? bottles open now. Um, so Sorry. I, um, uh, yeah, I can't even lie. I drink bubbles the most, but it's kava most of the time. Yeah. Um, if it's still wine, you know, when I'm out, I drink a lot of Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, interesting. And you know how I feel about I, that? I know. I know how you feel about <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> I have tried, I have tried, I have tried, and it is just, it's not my top five whites ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if I, yeah. it's, it's other ones. So it's like, I have to force myself to like it. I have several other choices. You know so, what it is? A Sauvignon Blanc is on everybody's happy hour. It's usually the same three whites. It's usually Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, and Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. Let me tell you, yeah. let me tell you something. How you feel about Sauvignon Blanc is how I feel about Pinot Grigio. So I'm almost <laughs> never going to drink it. Unless I'm in Sorry. Italy and I know it's going to be good. But the crap that we get in the U.S., I, oh, I, I, just, oh, I don't even look at Pinot Grigio. Yeah, because that's also not a thing here. So I don't mm -hmm. have to deal with it. Yeah. But Sauvignon Blanc is a big thing. And there are so many other whites. You have Chardonnays uh -huh. from all over. You have, I mean, you have Sauvignon Blanc from several different regions. Then you have yeah. the... Um, Sauvignon, and then there was a blind tasting I was at the other day, and the white grape was uh, Altesse. Mm. I was like, who? I was like, clearly, I have to get my weight up with the French wines, because um, <laughs> that wasn't even on my radar to think about. Yeah. Uh -huh. Aligote, like, you have so oh, many. Oh, yeah, I had that one before, yeah. So, I don't have to mm. force the uh, Blanc. 
So Tanisha, how you are with Sauvignon Blanc, like that's how I was with Riesling. Yeah, I think it's because maybe the Rieslings that I had tried here were not so so nice. Mm -hmm. But then I went now to the Riesling region in Germany and I got proper Riesling and now I really love it. At first I used to find it so acidic and just so complicated, but now I actually have grown to love it so probably tanisha with a few in a few years you'll love so long maybe i mean i'm not trying it anymore for now (laughs) maybe i'll I'll come around but no i uh, and it's funny you would say that because i think everyone has like one wine Mm -hmm. or one grape or whatever that they're just like no i can completely live without that yeah so it's good to know what ours are so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Um, I have a, a question for you, Jean. Um, yeah. We're starting to see a trend here in the U.S. where winemakers are m- producing wines with less alcohol. Yeah. Um, is that what what trend um, is going on right now in in Africa? Do you see anything? No, at the moment I haven't seen that, but I ha- I do know that winemakers also customize per region. So for example, last year I met this lady who was in Austria and she was producing, she's Kenyan, but she's Kenyan Austrian and she was trying to bring some wine from Austria to the Kenyan market. And she told us as a wine, she had to sit with her winemaker and actually um, customize her wine to our Kenyan palate in the sense Mm -hmm. that she made her wine maybe a bit more sweeter and also she made it a bit more flavorful. So the trend that I've seen mostly is people just customizing to the palate. Like Kenya, we love like meat a lot. So heavier body dreads really do well here. So yeah, that's one trend I've started to notice. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, next question. Name your comfort food. (laughs) My comfort food is something I've just had like uh, 20 minutes ago. And it has to do with potatoes because potatoes are just the best thing in life yes. because you can make them in so many ways. Mash. Agreed. Exactly. So in Kenya, we have this thing we call masala chips. In Kenya, we call French fries chips. So what it is, it's the French fries are ready and then you redo them again. So you, you make some onion, you put your sauces, your tomatoes, your everything and then you put the fries inside and stir them together in the sauce and they're like red and so delicious. Mm. So, yeah. That sounds, that sounds so good. I'm <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, the next time you guys come to Kenya, which I think should be soon, I'll definitely take you out to try that. Oh, I, we love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Africa's very high on my list. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have any any countries in particular you're looking at uh, visiting? Well, I mean, South Africa is the top one yeah. for sure, mm. just for the wine purposes. But yeah. um, I have friends in Senegal. So oh, yeah. I love to visit Senegal and Ghana. Okay. And then now we know you're in Kenya, so. Yeah, Kenya. definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, if you go to South Africa, if you need recommendations of places to visit i can always drop you some recommendations as well okay perfect yeah yeah. that's great tanisha your comfort food is it still the same girl ain't nothing changed (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I just add stuff to it as far as sides and stuff, but no. <laughs> no, I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> Tell her what yours is. Fried yeah. chicken. Fried oh, chicken. Yeah. Delicious. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and Sarita, my new place is um, walking distance from the fried chicken and waffle <gasps> place. Well, oh. there you go. That's perfect. Look that at that. That's perfect. Yes. Um, my comfort food this year has seemed to be grits. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Creamy, cheesy grits. Okay. Do you yeah. make a regular, like, grind them up grits, or you do the instant? Um, I can do both. Yeah. I Either way. Either way. Yeah. Dress them up. Mm-hmm. And even if you here. have, like, even some places, some restaurants, they will make grit cakes. So they'll um, pull the grits down in a pan and cut it in squares or circles or whatever, and then sear them. So it's like a mm. crunchy top. Girl. What? Yes. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> now I got to do some grit cakes. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's easy. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sear. Yes. Grit cake recipe. <laughs> yeah. We'll see your series <laughs> okay, Jean, next question. What is your favorite TV show? So my favorite TV show of all time was a show called Revolution. It's a bit old school. <laughs> I really loved it. And currently I'm watching Billions simply because of just the dialogue. I really oh. fall in love with shows because of the dialogue and the, the banter. So I'm currently mm-hmm. watching Billions and Ozark on Netflix. What um what was the first show you mentioned? You said Revolutionary? Revolution. Revolution? What was that about? So it was about a, a, a city where the lights went out. Like imagine lights going out everywhere on earth and you have to, like there's no electricity, there's nothing. So you have to start from scratch and it's just so interesting. I would rewatch it. In fact, I rewatched it a few months ago. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. What about you guys? <laughs> Ooh. Um, I just finished the morning show on Apple TV. Okay. Um, you loved and it. I was, I was, I loved it, and yet I was traumatized. Okay. Um, don't tell me because I'm actually gonna watch it. So don't. Let I'm just gonna me. give Gina an overview of what it's about. Okay. It's okay. pretty much about um, a very famous cable news TV show, mm-hmm. and you, do you know Matt Lauer? Yeah, he was from the Today Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's loosely based on what happened with him and his sexual uh, assaults. Yeah, his allegations or whatever, and okay. just how that affected the rest of the team, the producers, his co-hosts, and how you know some people believed him, some people didn't, and then how everybody's career went different ways after that. Mm-hmm. So it's really really good. I'll definitely look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And you, Tanisha? Uh, favorite TV show? That's tough. But what I'm watching now, uh, I'm watching Startup on, um, it's old, but it's on Amazon Prime now. So I'm What's Startup about? That. Startup is about this girl who has this currency like a Bitcoin. And so she's trying to push that and get somebody to buy into that. And Adam Brody produces it. He's the kid from the OC. Well, I'm saying kid. He's grown now. Mm-hmm. He was on the mm-hmm. OC. 
And he is somebody that he used to work for a financial company and she pitched it to that financial company. They didn't buy it, but he was like, okay, I'm on board. And then also a drug dealer, gangster, he's on board ah. with me. So now they're trying to get people to buy in. And, you I know, like it. Yes. Yeah, that's really like it. Yeah. yeah, I really love uh, TV shows about tech entrepreneurs, like things that would happen today that are realistic as well. So I'll yeah. definitely yeah. watch that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. I like the tech part of it. And then you, Sarita knows me. Drugs are involved in most TV shows I watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's drugs or crime. It's like, okay. yeah. In the TV shows, not in my life, in the TV shows. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. You know, <laughs> good to clarify. Had to clarify for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Jean, what is your favorite wine pairing? Um, my favorite wine pairing is kind of cliche. It's just some good, good barbecue meat, which we call like nyamachoma here, and a good Cabernet Sauvignon. Like, I really love that. But I also love, like, fish, um, like tilapia. We have tilapia here and a good Chardonnay. So mm. those two are, like, favorite for me. Mm, yum. Yeah. Tanisha, you got one? I was really thinking, no, because mm-hmm. I'm usually just drinking whatever I want and then eating whatever I want. Yeah. and not like pairing it like perfectly but I mean you know since we're gonna keep going with the comfort food thing you know fried chicken and champagne mm-hmm. is a thing yeah 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 so As- yeah especially like if the the chicken is a bit spicy with some nice salt and then the bubbles of the champagne so yeah really yeah. nice mm-hmm. All those I have to I probably agree. change it up a bit and be a little more <laughs> you know whatever the word is for that but no I'm not basic but here we are i like what Um, i like yeah one of my favorites it's really simple it's just potato Uh chips and chardonnay oh yeah Mm -hmm. i used to do popcorn and chardonnay the movie that's good too popcorn yeah that's Mm -hmm. good too yeah that's good but do you guys subscribe to the whole thing of Oh, red wine has to be paired with like meat and red mm-hmm. foods, and then white wine Absolutely has to be paired not. with food. No way. No yeah, way. Yeah, you have to experiment and mm-hmm. try different things. I like what I like, and I drink whatever. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay, Jean. Um, how do you unwind after a long day? So, my way to unwind is listen to loud rock or metal music i know it sounds crazy but it's Word? Kind of- yeah. <laughs> i love like rock and metal so much so after a long day i'll just come and put the radio and just take a long steamy shower you know the type of uh, shower that's almost too hot mm-hmm. yeah 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 nice Tanisha, what about you? Uh, after a long day, how do I unwind? Um, I'm probably turning all the lights out and watching something on TV, like watching some series <clears throat> or something. Wine is probably involved. Or yeah. gin. It, it depends on the day. Okay. I got you. Um, let's see. How do I unwind? Okay. So if I had a long day and it went well, then I'm probably, I'll have energy and I'll usually cook to unwind. I like that. It's, um, you know, it's relaxing to me. 
However, if I've had a long, terrible day, then I'm probably going to sit on the couch and drink some bourbon. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty sad, but it's <laughs> no, it's not sad at all. But it's like, <laughs> the day is the day. Yeah, so. it just depends on the day, but yeah, that's what I would do. <clears throat> okay, last question: Name something on your bucket list. So one of the things that I really want to do is go to Vietnam. Like I really want to to go to all the places, Ho Chi Minh City, and go to the uh, Golden Hands Bridge. That's something that, from the top of my head, that's something I want to do. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Yeah. And Tanisha, you guys? Uh, go to South Africa. <laughs> Real talk, it is actually on my bucket list. Go to South Africa, and then a separate thing is, uh, and this, this is actually very basic, because it's something a lot of people have done. Um, I want to fly in a private jet, not necessarily to oh, South Africa. That ain't but, basic. Uh, well, I was about to say fly first class on a long distance flight. That's basic. Oh. So I changed it up to the private <laughs> jet because that actually is on the, that's on the bucket list too, flying a private jet. Mm-hmm. You know what mine is? Mine is kind of basic actually is to um, stay on a farm for like a whole week, but like mm-hmm. work on the farm too. So wake up with the farmers and like go farm and like milk cows and feed yeah. pigs and stuff and so then eat the food you know yeah. and even cut the heads off chicken i'm not afraid of that sorry vegans yeah. but do all of the farming things and eat the food so that's maybe it. you should do you should do like a walk away or something of the sort yes that's yeah that's what i'm like that would be super cool you can do oh, that in what? another country what is it what is it Work away. Oh, work away. That's a thing. Yeah. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Oh, that and there's plenty funny. of places where you can do that. And then they yeah. take care of your room and board and you just yeah. go there and you work. Yeah. You're kidding me. No. Yeah. Anywhere what? in the wild. Send, and- yeah. A girl, you can be in Italy on an olive farm and work yeah. in the land for Oh a my week. God. I just wrote this down. You guys are blowing my <laughs> mind right now. I'm going to find the, yeah, I'm going to remember the name of it to give you. Um, to, to send you the link, I got to think about it for a second. But yeah, that's yeah. like a whole thing. And the best it. thing is, you won't spend any money because they give mm-hmm. you food and they give you a place to sleep. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. make sure you also research the place because you have to make sure that the place is really um, conducive for you as well. But it, yeah. you can go yeah. anywhere in the world. You can take like a six month sabbatical or something like that and enjoy yourself. So mm-hmm. your dreams yeah. are about to come true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yay. We just we just changed our life. You did. Y'all just changed my life. You are welcome. How about that? Well, Jean, thank you so much for joining the Swirl Suite today. Mm -hmm. Yes, I enjoyed it. Yeah, tell everybody where they can follow you in your blog. Um, you can follow me at Jean Wandimi on all my platforms. That is J-E-A-N-W-A-N-D-I-M-I. And my blog is thewineandfoodreview.com. So, and also on YouTube, <laughs> you can find me on my name, Jean Wandimi. I do a lot of uh, wine tourism videos and also tasting videos as well. Fantastic. Well, Jean, enjoy the rest of your day and thanks again. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Janisha and Sarita, for having me. And sure. yes, you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to the Swirl Suite. 
Don't forget to follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. And you can follow us on all social media at Swirl Suite. You can follow myself, Sarita, at Buy Me Up. You can follow Tanisha at Girl Meets Class, Glennis at I Rewind, and Vino Noir. And you can follow Leslie at Vino301. Cheers! Thank you.